Alright, allow. There we go. I'm gonna go plug this in somewhere so it doesn't die. Okay, and I want it to be kind of close to... There's a, a strip right here, too. Yeah. Let's move it there. Okay. So, it's the clothes I'm wearing okay? I'm sorry yeah, it's sweaty. Yeah. No, it's okay. You can lay on top of the covers or underneath the covers. I think on top. I'm a little too warm for, for covers. Alright, so let's start. What exactly do you do in a... Can you say the word for me so I don't get it wrong again? I do Reiki. Okay. And how long have you been doing this? I've been doing this for about two and a half years now. Wow. And i just been a small practice and here and there some clients. I like to keep it kind of low-key and my life has been kind of crazy the last couple of years. But you know, I feel like I'm starting to enter a stage in my life where I can actually slow down a little bit and focus on this healing journey that I'm on to help others heal. Because I keep getting called back to the path and I've been ignoring it. <laughs> yes, I've been running away from from okay so you know what a parasympathetic nervous system reaction is right fight or flight response yeah. so i'm from a family of a lot of fighters and sometimes my fight response is triggered but it's mostly my flight response that gets triggered in high stress situations mm -hmm. and i have learned that no matter how much i run away from my problems they're still going to be right there with me because the problems start with me they're not anybody else's problem mm -hmm. So, can you tell me, what's your favorite part about this job? Hmm, that's a hard question. I think having the ability to ask somebody's body to show, show me where they need healing is something that I think has given me a lot more perspective because I've always tried to help people but I haven't been able to see <laughs> or feel exactly where it needs to happen before I learned how to do Reiki and before I got certified and I've always been empathic and I realized that I was giving away a lot of my energy without even realizing yes. it. Yes. Yes. So, learning how to control that and protect myself. Yeah. And also protecting others is something that I find very valuable. I've, um, I've learned that thing about the value of energy too. I, um, I think it's like money. Like, your energy, if you spend it willy-nilly, it's like giving away all your money. You, you, yeah. Does that make any sense? It like, does make sense. You know, it's... With our monetary system with money, it used to just be trade and time and energy. And we switched that out for something else. But it hasn't really done us 
very good, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's I like the idea of barter trade systems, and I think that there's a chance that with the stress of the United States and what we're in right now, that there's a high chance that there might be a class war coming soon, and like I've just accepted that, that there's a complete possibility, and it's only speculation, but if a class war happens and we end up having to pick up the pieces of the dystopian society, what are we going to do with the money? You know, it's just banknotes that that won't mean anything. They'll be, I guess, fuel for fire, but you can't eat it. Yeah, money, money is useless in uh, dystopia, but I think what's really going to come into play is people's ability to come together. That's what I want. And I feel like the biggest way to come together is open, honest communication that starts out with active listening. And that's something even I need to get better at. I'm recently butting heads with a precious family member of mine, and um, I just want... I just want... We're just stronger together, is what I want people to understand. So... One last question before we kind of start, and, and I want to ask you, as you're doing this, please openly talk and explain what you're doing so we can have kind of a conversation as we as we go. But I have one more question, and it's, what's your least favorite part about this kind of job, if you even have one? Um, I guess trying to get makeup stains out of white sheets. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. That'd be troublesome. <laughs> uh, does that happen a lot? No. Yeah. <laughs> do you make people? Do you do you do you unzip people? Do they start crying? Sometimes it's it depends on how open they are to releasing energy. If they're still holding <sighs> on and b building up walls, a lot of the times they won't allow themselves to cry. They'll wait until they get to the car. <laughs> yeah, I have... I, it depends on my mood, I really. I mean, if I'm around the right person, or if I'm in the right state of mind, I'll openly cry if I feel safe enough. But mm -hmm. um, I used to have an ex before, like, he was kind of my first long partnership, and a lot of really, really bad stuff happened between us, and I won't get too far into it, because, I mean, that's going to... I'm going to leave that in the past, you know, mm -hmm. water in the fridge. I forgave him for everything a long time ago. But, um, where was he going with that? He, um, he told me that I cried to manipulate people. And so I was like, well, oh God, I don't want to be a manipulator. I should just never cry. Oh, no. And so I built up this wall that made it hard for me to cry. And, uh, and then it would, then it would all come out all at once. Mm -hmm. So now I just cry whenever I feel like it. And it's like, my biggest pet peeve when I'm some when I'm crying or I see someone crying is when someone tries to get them to stop instead of just sitting down next to them or, or giving them space, you know, giving them what they need. When someone cries, you say, what can I do to help you right now? And then most of the time they'll tell you or they'll say, I don't know. And if they say, I don't know, then you have to give them space to figure it out and say, say that, be like, all right, I'll give you some space to cry it out and let me know later if you've figured out what you need and I will do that for you, if I can. Mm -hmm. That's how you deal with sadness. Yeah, you know, it's... 
sometimes people have been taught in just the family dynamics or in whatever culture they grew up in that it's that's just you shouldn't be doing that that's embarrassing or why are you crying in front of the customers <laughs> you're gonna get fired you know it's people have been shamed for being human for a while yes and it's America, American culture in particular is nasty about it. It's terrible. We're energetic beings that need to express emotion with one another, and we are meant to be in community, but we have lost a big part of that in America. That's my goal uh, with this country. We're a very young country, and I want to be a leader. Like I'm not afraid of people hate me. I've been hated my whole life. I've been rejected my whole life, and all this rejection has given me enough thick skin that I can handle it. I can take it. It's just, it's different when it comes from somebody close. Yeah, it is. The wound cuts deeper. Yeah. I just lately I felt like people are megaphones, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, Shouting so loud it's making their fingers bleed, you know, that they're hurting themselves, you know, as they're pointing their finger at other people. And I feel like I'm just this giant mirror walking around, you know, and I, I, I reflect people. I mirror them. I become them, you know, and that's why I'm so afraid to open up to relationships completely. I don't think I've ever really loved somebody fully, you know, because I could always understand other people, but I felt like, why can't they understand me? Yeah. You know, it's... I, I can understand that sentiment wholeheartedly. <laughs> it's tough. <sighs> yeah. But... Oftentimes, when... You have been, how do I put this? Abused? Hurt? That's the word you're looking for. Let down. When people can't seem to understand you, it's usually because they are unwilling to, because they view it as too much work. Not their problem. Yeah. And... That's fair. You know? For some people, I really think that's fair. We all, we all have a lot on our plates. And I, I, I know how to deal with my own problems, but sometimes I just want a little support or a little recognition for how hard I am working. Yeah, and you deserve that. There's nothing wrong with wanting that. It's, you know, and from what I understand, you've not really been getting that. Not from the people around you that are close to you. And that should be protecting you. Instead of putting me down. My love language is words of affirmation. I've learned that. Um, words are very important to me, and what you say to me sticks around in my head forever 
I take it very personally, very seriously, and people think that I don't like criticism. No, I do. I appreciate criticism. But there's a way to deliver criticism without attacking someone. Like, don't be like a wolf or a shark where you go straight for the neck where it hurts. You, There are ways to collaborate with people. Or, or, or to even... Sometimes it's better to avoid conflict. Sometimes it's better to compromise. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be a shark all the time and attack and attack and attack because that doesn't solve problems. It just creates more hurt. And and I know as human beings we, we are inherently self-biased, but that doesn't mean that we can't take a moment to look at what, what we are doing wrong. Like, I do that all the time. Every day compare myself to what I did wrong yesterday. And I'm like, okay, so here's what went wrong yesterday. Oh, what am I going to do today to be a better person? Or here's what went right yesterday, and I'm going to keep doing that. That worked. So what are you doing with your hands right now? I can feel it, but you're not even touching me. And I, I swear <laughs> to God, like, I'm, I, don't, I don't even see what you're doing, but I feel it. Because my eyes are closed, but I feel it. It's so, warm. Yes, it's, that's the feeling of energy coming from me to you. And if you feel in cold spots, that's where negative energy is leaving. Um, wow, it's leaving down my spine. It's it's pretty neat. I it's just I'm like a big channeling conduit for the energy around us, and our bodies need that energy, especially if we're holding in a lot of negative. We need something to guide it to its way out if it's just hanging around. And later on in the session, I'll probably get some more details of how entangled the negative energy is within you. Everybody's different. I think you could probably really feel it in my muscles because my ex-girlfriend, my most recent ex-girlfriend, it was really explosive. It was strange. It was like meeting myself before I went through this, my, my gender exploration journey, which is coming to a close now as I figured out that I'm gender non-conforming, mm-hmm. which to me means the freedom to express myself uh, in my masculinity and femininity whenever it is most necessary for me to express those things. Sometimes it's safer or, or, or I just I feel it in the moment if I dress more like a boy, act more like a boy. You know, or sometimes I just really want to wear the dress and, and, and embrace my femininity. That's, that's what gender non-conforming is to me. Um, but I am biologically a woman, and I relate a lot to my feminine energy, and I embrace that. It's not something I, I feel comfortable denying anymore. Um, but she, my ex-girlfriend, helped me realize that in a strange way, because... Um, she told me something that really stuck with me, and she's like, wow, you're amazing, I see your power, and she's like, you know, I think of you more like an energy than a person. And I was like, an energy? An energy, okay. That, I can jive with that, I, I get it, like, if that's how you see me, then, then maybe there's, maybe you're onto something. But it was an explosive relationship, because we were 
honestly, we had enough differences where where it could have been in a, a blossoming relationship, but we were just, there were so many similarities that it just blew up, mm -hmm. you know? Like kerosene meeting a match. And the whole thing was burning down so quickly before you even got a chance to be something better. Right. I think, um, I think I trauma bonded with her, if I'm being completely honest, because when I met her, it was basically I met her for like a day or, or two or something. Then she came back to where I was staying and she blew up on one of my roommates and she was drunk. And then she got on her motorbike and she almost killed herself on I-5. Oh my God. And she, when she got back out of the hospital, it was, she had a broken clavicle, five broken ribs and, um, probably concussed. I don't know, but like, she pushed herself so hard after that that she didn't even give her body a chance to rest. Mm -hmm. And she was still eating Kratom and she was still like fighting her addictions and I was trying to help her desperately. And um, it ended with her admitting that she was trying to use me as her therapist. And um, I was in denial about that because she was saying all you do is use people and I'm like, I don't think that's true. And I still don't think that's true. I think she's just struggling. And all she wanted was some support. And she she couldn't accept the love I was trying to give her because she didn't think that she deserved it because she views herself as a monster. Because these people around her view her as a monster, so much so that she's taken it to heart. And um, I feel like I'm glad we met because if I didn't meet her, I wouldn't have figured it out. Mm-hmm. Or it would have taken me a lot longer to figure it out. I'm really glad I met her, but never again, you know? It taught me that I cannot be with people who also have borderline personality disorder. Which, by the way, I'm a huge advocate for people with borderline personality disorder. They're hugely misunderstood and greatly demonized. Yeah. It's... Like, isn't your girlfriend... Yeah, she has BPD. Yeah. Yeah. I... I love her, like, genuinely. She's such a beautiful person. She is. I'm really lucky to have her in my life. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad I met her. Just working at Jack in the Box and this beautiful fucking bombshell gorgeous woman's like, <laughs> hey, you should make out with me. And I'm like, um, um, um. <laughs> she played D&D &D with me once for like a little bit and then she just fell off the face of the earth, but I'm glad we reconnected and are are getting close again as friends and with no pressure on like the relationship and she's respecting my boundaries which is honestly awesome like there's nothing I find hotter than having boundaries respected yeah it's she's a pretty amazing person <laughs> uh yeah uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and her husband and her baby oh my god that baby is so independent my mom, my mom says that I was like that when I was little, that I've always been independent. You know, it's actually um, a pretty big tip off that, you know, you're probably neurodivergent. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was recently diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, but um, the person who diagnosed me was like, you know, if it weren't for my, my medical, uh, what, 
my medical expertise, I don't think I would have even known. Because you mask it so well. And I'm like, thank you, I really try. <laughs> yeah, so I have I have autism spectrum disorder, um, borderline personality disorder, and complex PTSD from you know, multiple traumatic relationships and also most notably a traumatic childhood. Mm-hmm. Which me and my siblings also share that same trauma. So what I'm trying to accomplish is to prove that we we can all, despite our trauma, not just my family, but like everybody, everybody, that you can flourish despite your past and your trauma. You really can. It's just baby steps. Just find one thing you can do and start, and that's how you get the ball running. You know what I started to get better? I just fixed my sleep schedule, and that took forever. I felt like I couldn't do it. But when I failed, I just tried it again, and again, and again. And I finally got my circadian rhythm in sync with the daylight. Then after that, I started exercising. And now I'm working on my diet. That's good. It's wonderful, actually. It's a big step in the healing journey is focusing on the vessel you're in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've learned that I actually love my body now. I, I used to hate it. I used to want to hide it because I was like, you know, I was going like, am I a boy? Am I a girl? I, I don't fucking know what I am. Like, it's, I just don't feel right in this body. But then I realized, wait a second. I love this body. Like, I've had this body my whole life and this body has taken care of me. And I'm going to take care of it now. I feel like I've been talking a lot, and I'm supposed to be interviewing you. (laughs) So talk about your business. Well, I, you know, it's kind of funny how it all started. My mom came home one day, and she's like, I won these these free, uh, this free class to get certified in Reiki. I think you would be really into it. And, um... I, I went and I got certified and there was this woman who was getting certified with us. It was a big class and I can't remember her name, it's been so long, but she had used a cane to get up the stairs, um, but after I did raking on her for the first time, she could go up and down the stairs without her cane. Wow. And that proved to me... I just got chills. Wow. (laughs) That proved to me that what I can do now can really help people. (sighs) So, do you want to plug where you're located? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I can't even remember the address. I'm all flustered. (laughs) We just moved to this office. We were in... Well, it's next to the country club, right? Next to a golf course, yeah. Okay. In Hayden. Yeah. It's... Hayden, Idaho. Hayden, Idaho, yeah. It, you know, I, I work with my mom and her business. I contract through as an independent contractor. And her business is called Equilibrium Massage Therapy. Yeah. Do you have any social medias? 
Um, I have uh, an Instagram. It's just my name, Denali Canella, Reiki practitioner. <laughs> and uh, that's that's it. I don't. <laughs> I don't like to participate in too much social media. I the bare necessities. I am the same way, but as a social worker. I've realized that we're in this social networking, like, explosion right now. It's like, it's like a boom town, but it, but it's, it's the internet. And so I have embraced that a big part of my job, and as a part of building communities rather than building audiences, is, mm-hmm. is engaging in social media. So it's like I'm taking this brunt of the damage for other people. Like, I don't really like social media. I think it's pretty toxic. But... I am strong enough that I can handle the toxicity without feeding into it. And I have such, I'm such good humor, I'm such a good humored person, so to say, that when I see people being toxic, toxic or negative online, I just like, find a way to make it funny. Find a way to make people laugh. There is a lot of merit in comedy. And I'm also trying to infiltrate the system from the inside, you know? If social media is toxic and I don't want it to be toxic, maybe I can inspire people to use social media as a tool to spread positivity instead. I think that's wonderful. You know, it's... A lot of people lack empathy or have never been taught how to have empathy for others. And I think it's wonderful that you're you're doing this and you're helping people and giving people the knowledge and the the and language associated yes. with it. It's a big part of you know. Because so many people don't even have the vernacular to express how they feel. It's like they know they're feeling something, they know something is wrong, but they don't know what to do and they don't know how to express it. And they have no skills to take care of it. And that's... I know how to do those things. That's what I went to college for. And what I will be continuing to go to college for. And I don't really... I I honestly don't believe you need to go to college for these things. That's just my path and the Mm -hmm. way I learn. I do like book learning. It's, um... Honestly, that's my passion. I... It's not communication it's not social work it's not it's not networking it's learning that's my passion i never ever ever want to stop learning that's what i love i learned i love to learn when i went to my alternative high school in rathra meadow Mm -hmm. um god i love that place those teachers taught me the joy of learning and and the value of hard work and they planted a lot of seeds that I kind of rejected at the time because I was like a know-it-all teenager. <laughs> but then I realized growing up that I don't know it all and I'm not that wise and and I will always have more to learn and I'm always going to make mistakes and there is no happy ever after. But you can, um, but that doesn't, I mean just because the world is the way it is doesn't mean you can't do your best to try to make it better for yourself or for other people. Absolutely. It's important to have, to hold hope and to be strong for others. Because everybody's looking around like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) 
It's like that one meme with the dog, and he's, like, burning in flames, and, and his house is burning down, and he's just smiling, and he's like, this, this is, is fine! fine. <laughs> oh, this is just fine. And it's like, no, the fire is burning, and, and it's not fine, and you need to leave the house, or you're gonna die. You're, you're, you're swimming in piss water right now, and you're gonna get dysentery and, and a bacterial infection if you don't get out. He's just like, nope, it's fine, right here. But it's not fine. It's not okay, and you have to say it. It's, this is not okay, and you have to communicate. You have to use your voice eventually. Mm-hmm. My throat chakra is tired of talking so much. <laughs> so, is there... Because I think that... Honestly, I'm pretty happy with where we are in the session and wrapping it up so we can continue on without the without the recording. Is there any closing statement you'd like to make after like what what of this conversation taught you or what do you want to do going forward from you know this session? You know, it's You are just such a lovely person, and it makes me sad to think that so many people have hurt you so deeply. Because I, I really love your energy, and I think it's beautiful. <laughs> you know I'm going to put this on the comedy <laughs> section, right? Why can't you? I'm sorry. I'm going to cry. It's... it's you know, Reiki is very emotional and personal, and there's a lot of a lot of growth that happens, and I feel so honored that people feel comfortable around me to talk about all of their problems and such personal things, and honestly, I think I'm just the luckiest person on earth to be on this path. I feel that way sometimes too. Like, like, sometimes I'm like, why me? But I'm like, no, it's supposed to be me. Who, If not me, who else? Who's going to do it? Yeah. I really believe in myself and I don't need the external validation anymore. I spent my whole life trying to impress other people and then and craving that external validation, but I learned something that I, that I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I just need to validate myself. You're really, you're stepping into your power. And the people who are taking advantage of you, around you, who benefited from you being out of your power, lashed out. And it's, it's terrible. And I hope that they get karma for that bullshit. <laughs> But I wouldn't wish bad karma on them. I mean, it's it's just I honestly there's a balance in yeah. the universe, and energy can exist without the other half of it. There's good and there's bad, and it's not necessarily good and bad, so to speak. It's just more like heavy and light type of a feel to it. Yin and yang. Yeah. That's why I stay squishy. I, I once heard something from a friend that really stuck with me, and, and they said, 
the world is a really and I might be paraphrasing, so forgive me if I get this wrong. Get this wrong, if, if friend who may be listening in. Um, the world is a harsh, hard place, full of really dark, really cruel people. But the world is dichotomous. There is a yin and yang, and so I choose to say squishy and soft and loving because no matter what happens I can choose to not feed into that darkness and choose to be the soft squishy loving person I know I am mm -hmm. and that's what I want to do is no matter what how, how harsh people are or, or, or what they say or how they label me uh, I'm gonna live my truth no matter what and my truth is that I'm a good person. I've made mistakes, but we all have, and we're all getting better together. We're all hurting together. And like I said before, we're stronger together. If we come together and hold each other's hands and lift each other up like we can carry the load. Absolutely. You know, it's... We're social creatures. We need community. And... Feel like my community is turning its back on me because they uh, because of just simple misunderstanding and perception um, of who I am like uh, outside of context. There's a lot of context that people I know uh, are missing out on, and they are only seeing the way I act in the moment. And what I'm acting on in the moment is is like what they're focusing on, but they can't zoom out to comprehend the entire picture. Or they could if they tried. <laughs> You know, it's, I've noticed a lot of people really have difficulty with critical thinking. And logic and critical thinking, yes, I took a logic and critical thinking class based off a recommendation. Oh my god, changed my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty powerful stuff, I, you know, learning about it and figuring out. <laughs> god, once I took that class, I realized how stupid I was. <laughs> But I still am, but like, that's part of being human. We're all dumbasses and people hate us as much as they love us and we have to get used to it. Or try to make a change. Yeah. It's okay to accept the world the way it is and not want to make a change. It's okay to also accept it the way it is, but decide you want to try to change it anyways for the better or at least inspire change. And like, like I said, if I can even help one person, I will have been a success. I think you're already a success, just doing what you love. I love everybody. Even the worst of us. I'm like, you know what? Something bad happened to you when you were a baby. And I know you're not that baby anymore, but like, kind of you still are inside. And um, I'm no pacifist. Like, when people do wrong, I'm going to call them out on it. <laughs> but it's like, I know there's a baby inside of them that just wants to be cradled. I know it. And they're just in denial. Yeah. <sighs> well, I'm gonna... Can you do me a favor? Mm -hmm. And press the, pop, the stop button on the recording? Wait, before you do... Thank you for listening. Please tune in again next time. Bye. Oh, you need your fingerprint. My fingerprint. 2.44 p.m. That's when I ended it.